Do you truly understand your pet? Are you even aware that your pets use mental telepathy in an attempt to communicate with you? Pet communicator Dr. Monica is joining Dr. Pat each month to help you recognize that animals have emotions, thoughts, and feelings. You will come to understand how your own actions, thoughts, and feelings affect your furry friends. It's time to learn all you can about all creatures, great and small, on Pets Talk with Dr. Monica and Dr. Pat right now on TransformationTalkRadio.com. everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's great to have you all join us here. Yep, this is Pets Talk with pet communicator, Dr. Monica Dietrich. And Hello. Look, <laughs> this is the show where, you know, Dr. Monica, before we get rolling, it has been a conundrum for people around how best to represent their pets, how best to do that. And some of the stories that I'm hearing, I can only imagine what it's like to be you. (laughs) The stories that you're hearing. Um, And also part of today is to really look at what your latest book is about. Your pet talk, right? That's right. Um, But today we are really tackling, are all animals the same? And this is a real issue. Because I just told you, my friend said to me, can you take care of our two little cuties, right? For one day, two little dogs for one day. And I think I'm going to be able to do it. And I'm going to get back to her and let her know. Uh, I'm not going anywhere for the 4th of July. And then I thought to myself, hmm, two little dogs, 4th of July, fireworks, oh my. Oh, yes. Yes, and we should talk about that, too, because different dogs react differently. And so you have a new home and you have fireworks and you have new smells. And oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I got to tell you, let me ask you this question, because I moved from the East Coast to Seattle and when I moved, I, I brought my collie with me, of course. And, and I thought about this yesterday. I know that I've had these, some of these rugs cleaned, but pretty much everything I have on the floor I had when he was here. And uh, I think that animals have a, like a tenth sense. And so my question for you is here, these little two are, they're going to, and I'm going to treat them really well, because that's what I do. But can we talk about how we create personas for our pets that they may or may not have, right? Uh, Yes. But in reality is, if you are an owner who spends a lot of time with your pets, the pet becomes a persona, you know, they have personalities that then you start seeing things in them that remind you of a personality of someone that you know. For instance, I have a pet that was a rescue. He was rescued when he was one, he's 11 now. And we call him Mr. Groucho 
because he is like that. He doesn't like anybody. He doesn't like anything. You pet him and if you do it longer than 30 seconds, he starts growling at you. He's not gonna bite us, but he's telling us, that's enough. I've had it with you people. <laughs> so, you know, we tend to just call him Mr. Groucho and, and he is. And yet uh, there are other ones that they would never growl at you, not in a million years. And then it's sweet pea or sweetie pie or, you know, so you, you put personalities on them depending on what you see uh, over and over again. Now, the interesting thing is that when I do a consultation with an animal and I only get a picture, mind you, I never get videos. Uh, so unless I see them in person, I don't know anything except for the picture the uh, client sends me. I can tell their personality. I can say something about them that is so right on that people often wonder how in the world I'm getting that answer, but it's because the personality shines through. Yesterday I had a cat and I kept telling her she is such a diva that she would not eat her food unless she was laying down on the bed, put her food bowl on top of her, the cat will jump on the bed and eat the food that was on top of her. Whoever thought of something like that? I mean, but... Well, we've always thought that, you know, cats have staff, dogs have masters, right? So <laughs> kind of put it, so put it in there. Yeah. That's, that's right, Benny. That is an extreme, okay? I haven't even heard of <laughs> someone doing that. But uh, yeah, so I was translating that she was a diva and she was laughing her head off, telling me about the story and telling me how true it was. So yes, all animals have their own little personality. But you know, this is really what we're talking about today is that, you know, this is a life, this is a life's work for you. And you pretty much have seen it all, right? Um, and so. when we think about this, there are certain assessments we make where we categorize, a, a, we categorize an animal. For example, I know I have heard this more times than not, right? Uh, I, I, I'm not a cat person. So right there. I mean, for most of my life, <laughs> for most of my life, that was my mantra until Felicia found me. <laughs> and I shared that story, right? Right. Um, I don't know why we do that exactly, because we generalize, but every, every pet I've ever had has had a uniqueness, right? Exactly. And the thing is, you can have 10 dogs living with you, as one of my clients does, and each one of these is a completely different personality. And you don't get that unless you live with them 24-7. Every single one has a quirk, has something that is unique about them, and that you can tell uh, a mile away, you know, who did this or who said that or who barked or who didn't. You know, this little fellow that I told you, Mr. Grouch, that I have at home, he um, he's a couch potato, right? So he sits on top, on the top layer of the couch, looking outside the window. And if he sees something that he doesn't like, he will bark like this. Woof. 
woof, like, move, get out of there. I have another one that rushes through the door and goes, ow, 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 ow. Right. <laughs> so you know that when you hear this woof, uh, he's telling you someone is outside the window and I don't approve while the other one rushes out to, to see, oh, who's out there? Who's out there? I want to play. <laughs> Each one, their own personality. So, yes. And, and you know, a, a lot of um, people say, oh, you, you are humanizing your animal. An animal is an animal. Well, that may well be, but each animal is a different personality animal, and you have to try to cater to what they want and need, whether we are staff or we are mom and dad, we still have to cater to what they need from us. Yeah. I want to ask you this question because this has always been fascinating for me, and I've started to think about it now as I'm getting ready to uh, let my friend know that, of course, you know, I, I will take care of her two little amazing little puppies. And they are puppies. Um, I thought about this a lot. How, how does this work? I mean, you know, we go out in the world and most of us get to pick our partners, our loved ones, you know. But an animals, not so much. I mean, you know, I think at some level they do, like I shared my story of Travis. But what happens when you select a pet? that and they haven't selected you do you understand what i mean i i think i do okay yeah. well there are so many things to have in to consider for instance you go to a pet store or you go to a place that you know they're selling puppies and you are there and if you are conscious of who you are as a person you are going to pick the animal that resonates with you at some level. So the animal maybe did not pick you because they're very young, they don't know yet, but you spend some time with all the puppies and you realize, I am going to take that one. Why? Maybe you can't even voice the reason why you did that, but something was pulling at your heartstrings. Something told you that that particular puppy was the one for you. And you have to recognize your intuition, accept it, and go with it. 99% of the time, that is going to be a wonderful relationship because you took the time to recognize what your soul was saying. But let's go beyond that. Let's just say that you are picking a puppy for someone else. For instance, a daughter that wants to surprise their parents with a pet. That is not always a good choice because what your heart tells you is a good pet for you is not a good pet for your parents. And so the person that is going to be in charge of taking care of the animal should be the one who picks that animal. So to that mm -hmm. effect, you give them a gift certificate to go find the right pet for them and not necessarily buy a puppy for them. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. And you know, so often that is the case, right? And I've seen, I've actually seen this where a family will go out, the, uh, you know, the pet is for one of the children, 
Right. And the parents end up picking the pet. <laughs> That's right. And it shouldn't be. It should be the one that is going to have the responsibility to be with the pet and feed them. Now, that is not to say that sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. But when you're talking about an adult child, you know, picking something for their parents, then it's a different story. You know, and sometimes I have seen it happen that, yes, they're love, but it's not a great connection. They they do not have that instant bond that, you know, a pet and their uh, human have to have. And so, yeah, it's a pet. Yeah, they do. They go through the emotions, but it's not that absolute love that you have for for a pet that was meant to be with you. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I want to talk to you about when we come back is, you know, all of a sudden, my animal friend is doing something I have never saw them do before. Like, what is wrong with Toby? <laughs> okay. And, you know, and we've all gone through this. And it almost is as if with us. It's like out of blue. How many times has somebody said to you and hired you to help them, uh, Dr. Monica, and they called you and said, I don't know, like all of a sudden, Toby is dot, 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 just like all of a sudden. That's when right. we come back, we're going to talk about what is your all of a sudden? Do you <laughs> have an all of a sudden? Do you have something going on with your Toby or my Eric in this case? Do you have something going on? Give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. Maybe we can get you some help. The other thing I want to say, when there is a problem, do you know what to do? Do you know what to do? I, I can't wait to hear this. Okay. We're going to take a short break. Love to hear your story, 1-800-930-2819. And then later on, can you teach an old dog, old dog new tricks? But <laughs> I'm telling you, I use that one all the time. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Do you struggle with transitions? 
Do stifling limitations hold you back from achieving your innermost desires? There are soulful solutions right at your fingertips. Join me, Shamise Daniel, for inspiring conversations with spiritual leaders. Calm your inner storm and ignite your soul's fire. Tune in to Soulful Travel Adventures every first and third Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hello, friends. I am Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour, and here is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. Taking 100% responsibility for your life. You know, a belief is a thought you just keep thinking. So the questions become, what is your mindset? As you assess your strengths and weaknesses, you need to believe and empower yourself. When you change your mindset to, I am, I can, and I will, your courage, your purpose, and your power, and your greatness begin to evolve. Make the commitment today. Obtain the discipline and be willing to do whatever it takes to learn, to grow, and develop yourself in order to win at life. You are worthy, you are talented, and you have the ability to create your life of abundance. For you are your greatest assets. I'll see you next time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. A very exciting day with Dr. Monica. Dr. Monica, your book. What? My book. My, book. my little book is 556 pages long. And uh, I didn't mean to make it so long, but I had so many wonderful stories that I guess I didn't know how to stop because each story, it, it shows you a different part of your dog or cat or horse, a little bit of their personality, why they do the things they do, how after our consultation, things change. For instance, I got, um, I got a little girl here. It's a dog. Her name is um, Lucy. My book has pictures on every, every <laughs> client. So Lucy was peeping inside the house. Now she was older and she started doing that. Remember, you talked about changing things, changing behaviors yeah. from one day to the other. Well, she started peeing inside the house. And mom called me and I said, I don't understand why. She knows how to use the doggy door. She knows how to do this and that. And yet she <laughs> pees and sometimes she just comes right in front of me and she pees in front of me. What is going on with this little girl? So I talked to Lucy and Lucy said that mom had gotten a new dog, not a puppy, a dog. And this dog was so enamored with mom that he would ask for pets and cuddles and things constantly. And Lucy was a very independent soul. She never asked for cuddles. She got petted eventually, uh, you know, once a day or so, but she's, she had enough. 
But when this new puppy came in, she got really jealous. Why is he getting all the attention? Well, I know she told me that I don't like to be petted, but I like to know that I am uh, number one with mom, that she loves me, that it's not because I didn't show her my love that she went out and got someone else, which was exactly what she thought. So after our conversation, I told her that mom has two different kinds of love, one love for Lucy and one love for the other dog, and that she shouldn't feel replaced, that she was loved. And so when someone has a behavior that has gone on for a while and you have tried different things and you couldn't change it, I can't change it from one day to the next, but we can go into steps to better the, their behavior first until it finally ends. So the first thing that we did was put pedal pads where she would pedal and tell her that she could use the pad. And then the pad was moved in front of the doggy door so that she could do it in front of the doggy door. Finally, the pad was removed. And to help her remember that she didn't have to piddle inside the house, I asked mom to put a diaper on Lucy. She was not very happy with that. But she did not piddle in the diaper so that she realized she needed to go out to do it. Within a week, she stopped being inside the house and she was back to being good Lucy again. So what I mean with that is, yes, we can change behaviors if we know how the behavior originated, why they do certain things, and then we have to figure out how to help her. People sometimes contact me thinking that I change behaviors from one day to the next. I do not. What I do is I explain the reason why things are like that in the house, that they might object, and that's why they're doing a behavior that is not a right one to have. And so when they begin to understand why a human did certain changes, then they understand that their behavior is no longer necessary and the behavior changes. Sometimes it changes overnight and other, other times it changed with time. I have so many cases. I know, and you, and you were telling me during a break that the way you wrote this book was that you take notes when you're working with people that's right. And so this is a culmination of real live stories of what's going on with the pet and what you've done to help. I mean, how fun is that? And you put, and I didn't know you put pictures in it too. Yes. Each one of uh, the more than 70 stories that I have on the book have been clear with their owners. And because they have been clear with the owners, I have used their names, their pet names and their pet pictures. So everyone that has said, okay, their uh, stories in the book. And interestingly enough, I only have about one chapter uh, that is not recent, but I would say that 80% of this book is basically within the past three or four years. Everyone else, aside than the 80%, is about animals that I have spoken with 
for many years of their lifetime. And so I have it, I have a compilation of what happened from the very first time we met until now. And in fact, one of the chapters is about a um, client that I have who has many cats and she has made it a point to talk with her, with her cats once a year on the anniversary of their death. So wow. these are just conversations with spirit and what they tell you that they're doing, they're learning, they are giving you messages is so interesting because you can see how even in spirit, the soul continues to evolve. Wow. I mean, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, too, is and let's just clarify for folks that are tuning in or just tuning in, you know, let's talk a little bit about the work that you do and where you've been. And I think this is important, Dr. Monica. I mean, the website for Dr. Monica, you could see it is petcommunicator.com. And, you know, here's the thing. The fact that you even have that domain really talks to how long you've been doing this, because that would be a that would be something like a million people would want. But let's talk about what you've done in your lifetime. I mean, you hear animals speak. You've been hearing them speak since what, about eight or something? That's right. And I, was I guess eight. by the time you were close to 20, right, mm -hmm. you started to talk about what you were hearing. That right. had to be both interesting and and really trying for you. It was very scared. Uh, I was very scared. Well, what happens is I come from Argentina and Argentina is a very old fashioned country like yep. Italy. OK, yeah. so if you don't confirm if, if you're not normal, what most people think of normalcy, then everyone makes fun of you or you, um, you're you just weird. <laughs> and uh, Totally know that. Yeah. So yes, I was eight the first time that I understood that animals were giving me messages. And to me, it was just so common, like talking to a, a friend. And when I told my cousins about that and they started making fun of me I realized well I thought all girls could do that so why me and not them so I got really concerned I thought something was wrong with me they were right something was not working right in my mind so I better not say anything to anyone because they're going to put me in the Looney Tunes hospital which at that time there was many <laughs> I know uh, are you kidding I got sent to Dr. Jacoby at oh. seven so yeah. i totally get it and you're right about that yes. you know, i mean i can i mean i know what it's like you know not to be of the cultures that you know we're we're of and to talk about this yes. but seriously you start talking about stuff like that and man they folks want to do an exorcism they, they will put you in a special hospital so i was very concerned so i didn't do it when i was in my country i came to the states when i was 18 and i wanted to go to a library i wanted to find out are there people like me are people that talk to animals well this was almost 50 years ago i couldn't find anyone 
what I found were people that were psychics or mediums, and they were explaining the process. And as I'm reading this book that was so interesting, I thought to myself, well, it's not exactly the same, but it is how my brain works when I hear the message. So I guess I'm not so weird after all. The minute that I made that connection in my mind that I wasn't weird, nothing was wrong in my mind, it, I was just different, then I accepted myself. And once I accepted myself, then gradually I started coming out of the closet and I started telling my friends first what I was hearing and then friends of friends and then some people that I met. And then as I would get validation of what I was saying, then things just came in place. And so I decided that if animals did not have a voice, that someone had to give them a voice and that that was my life mission. And it has been ever since. Now, every time I look at your website or I get ready for the show and I look at your banner and I see that picture of you um, with that lion, I, it, it, it's hard to imagine, and let me just say it this way, it's hard to imagine that kind of connection, but I want to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about that connection. I want to talk about the body of work you do to help build that bond. You see, that's when I, I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, many of us have had pets or animals over time. And we've been stuck. We don't understand what we could do better. You know, what happens when you have a, this happens to me all the time, right? You know, um, I'm, I'm sitting outside on my deck and, and uh, Dan comes over with this giant, giant dog. This dog is a giant dog. And the next thing I know, the dog is like on my lap and he's licking my face. <laughs> and Dan comes down and says, what are you wearing? He never does that. He's like, like, what did you do? Did you spill like steak juice on you or something? When we come back, I want to talk about how we as humans can change our energy, right? I love dogs. I don't care what they look like. I mean, I think I love animals, but that would be a stretch for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. How do we help people? How do we help people? strengthen the bond because beyond the frustration beyond the peeing on the thing and beyond all of that most people want this love bond yes and they don't get it when something starts to go awry but that's right. why they call you pet communicator right. dr that's monica right. <laughs> let's take a short break we'll be right back <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. 
Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got Talk Radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. We have a special treat. Dr. Monica's in the house, petcommunicator.com. Okay, before we give a copy of your book away, um, you got we got to tell people how to get it, how to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, the, um, the book is called Your Pet Called because I get called <laughs> all the time. So all you do is you go to the usual places, Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, Nook, iTunes, anywhere you want to. The, uh, the book is available in eBay, e- ebook form, eBay, ebook okay. form and in regular print form. And uh, so you can choose uh, which way you want it. Yeah. And um, and you put pictures in there too, right? That's right. Each of wow. the 70 plus stories that are in the book are real stories with real people, real dogs, cats, horses, uh, bunnies, birds. And uh, they are all uh, in color on the ebook, black and white on the printed copy. Wow. Um, thank you for that. Now, um, as I said before, Dr. Monica works with people all over the world. She also teaches webinars. She teaches people how to do what she does. Yes. And now, let me intercept one thing. Sure. Here. 
because there are many people that are either medical empaths, meaning they feel what an animal feels. They are working a lot with their intuition so that they know when something is happening. Those are the people that can and should take a uh, course to see if they can become an animal communicator, not necessarily to do it as a professional, but to have right. a better understanding of the animal kingdom around them. And to that effect, I have on my website online classes that people can take at their own leisure, and they're separated into beginning, intermediate, and advanced. The advanced is only for those that do want to continue being an animal communicator. But with the beginner and intermediate, they can have a full idea of what uh, it is expected of them. They have tests, they have um, um, ways of connecting with animals and they can always uh, contact me for uh, help, which I do it with, uh, with the classes. So on my website, petcommunicator.com, look for the online classes under Pet Talk Academy. And if you want the book, the book can be purchased through my website as well. Your pet call is right where it says books and CDs, and you can find it. And lastly, my phone number is there, so you can always call me for a consultation. And, yeah. Uh, I'm All right. always here to help. And you are. I mean, that is the history of you, so to speak. Now, one of our listeners asked me, did I have a picture of Travis? And I got that message on my phone, so I can't read it. Um, but, and that's why I ran during the break to get the picture. And so I wanted to hold the picture up if I could. So Zach or Olivia, I think it's Zach, make sure that I've got it up there so people can see it. Can yes. everybody see that? That's perfect. Am I getting it close enough, Dr. Yes. Monica? Yes, it's perfect. Okay. Travis is a beautiful collie. Yeah. And I was telling you during the break that the, the something in Seattle, which I didn't know about, I had moved to Seattle, that people do is when it's time for your dog to make its transition, when it's that time, they have vets that come to your house. And this is back in 93 or 94, way back then. And I had never heard of that before. I oh. honestly had not heard of that, right? Now I know they're doing it more and more now, but coming from the East Coast, never heard of it. But here in the Pacific Northwest, apparently it was a thing. And that is what I did. And I was telling you during the break how hard that was to do. I mean, I had never done anything like that before. I mean, I don't, I don't kill spiders, right? I, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I sat on a rock with a family of rattlesnakes and tried to make friends. I ultimately did make friends. Um, I was out in a desert, desert and had to wash dishes in a bowl full of water that had fuzzy bees. <laughs> I'm allergic to bees, by the way, and scared to death of them and had my hands in this water washing dishes with all these bees on me. 
but there's something about it that it, it just hits my soul. And I want to ask you that because before the break, I was talking with you about a bond, creating a bond. And it's very clear to me, there have been some pets I've had. Felicia was one of them. I don't have a picture of her. Travis, another, you know, the bond, right? Kind of like in the movie Avatar, where you make the bond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aren't people trying to do that in calling you? and helping you that's right because people do have a bond with our animals but there are certain things that they don't understand and they want to know more about it why is he doing that why is she like this why is he acting this way and so when i give them the answers depending on what the pet says it's almost like oh okay now I have a greater understanding but it's not only at the moment that I do the translation many clients uh, email me later to say I have bonded so much with my animal thanks to our talk because of what you said because of the way they explain things I now get it now I am not bothered by whatever they're doing. I understand the reason why. And that is, I think, one of the most important things. And I'm going to tell you a little story uh, that is in my book about a um, German shepherd named Ace. He is a competition dog. So the owner... Uh, approach me because he's also the handler and he had not been able to make him compete uh, in you know it's called Schund it's a German uh, name but in in reality these uh, German shepherds are trained to be police dogs you know tracking and smelling and uh, you know obedience and things like that so he called me up to say that Ace would not follow his suggestions and that he needed to follow him to the T because uh, he was a, a competition dog you know there was no not today later type of thing so he needed to follow his instructions well Ace was very direct and he told me all kinds of things now mind you this guy is a trainer with years and years of experience and here is this new dog barely two years old telling him what he's doing wrong and why he's just not understanding him so over a series of a, a few consultations we were able to get him not only to listen to his owner but to follow him to the T. And last week he emailed me after I finished the book to say that he is finally a regional champion. Do you know how many dogs he has to be better than so many dogs to make it as a regional champion? Oh my so gosh. That was an oh. amazing thing. That was Oh amazing. my gosh. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, you know, I want to address something that you said, because this is something that everyone is going to want to hear. And this is about euthanasia. Every person thinks about it 
a different way. Sometimes based on the religious upbringing, sometimes simply because it's what they feel that, you know, their, their soul cannot handle um, euthanizing an animal. And I understand, and it's a very individual choice, like it was for you. Yeah. But euthanasia, the word that comes from Latin, means good death. Okay. So I don't want you to think that you're killing the animal. And this is what most people think about euthanasia. Yeah. I'm killing my animal. Yeah. So there That's are- the way I thought. Exactly. So there are some guidelines that you have to have in your mind when is uh, when is the right time. And maybe we should talk about this uh, more extensively at another uh, show. But basically, I want to tell you that if your dog cannot eat, cannot drink, cannot go potty, cannot recognize you anymore because you talk to him and he's looking at the horizon at some unknown place and he does not turn to look at you when you call his name when your dog is in pain when he has a disease that is incurable those are the things that you have to look for when you decide is it time to euthanize this being when they are in so much pain that they are crying continuously, you cannot afford to continue to live that way. And so those are the times that you need to consider that what they feel should be stronger than what you feel. Yeah. And, and I think that that is true. I mean, I know for us, that was the case. Um, and uh, somebody just asked me if I had a full picture. This is, the, this is, I think, the best I could do, everybody, in this short period of time. That's about the fullest picture I have right there. It's very hard to see, but... Yeah. 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 I don't have time to send it over to Zach to put it up, but... Uh, we'll post it later on. Um, the thing that, you know, this is about is really compassion. That's right. Compassion. Um, I want to go ahead and do this, Benny. We are going to give, yeah, that was hard to see. And now that I see that, that's really hard to see. I don't know what's up with that. So lighting. Um, I, Benny, let's give a copy of the ebook away if we could. 1-800-930-2819. First caller, please. one 800 nine three zero two eight one nine I have a question for you uh, for sure and that is that um, you know we are here in this place now and there is a lot going on that's why you're helping people that you're helping there is a lot going on and I want to ask you that um, the energy of what's going on and we have a few minutes left i would love to know look sometimes we have to teach and teach an old dog new tricks and that's mostly us uh, us as old dogs we have to learn some new things and i'm sure you're getting a lot of calls from people that are finding unusual situations households filled with people every day of the week 24 7 
um, when I when I think about this, how do you help us with energy and managing energy? Because we don't think our animals or our pets are absorbing it. And they are. They are. Absolutely. If we are nervous or anxious or trouble, they will absorb that energy. And unfortunately, that energy will in time transform in disease. And that's why we have to try our best. And it's very difficult to do. I am not going to kid you about that. When we have financial troubles, uh, you know, you are upset. But one thing is to be upset. And one thing is to be screaming at everybody, including your dog, you know, and make, making everyone around you believe that nothing that they do is good enough because you're so upset. So we have to be really careful. There has to be some line that we cannot cross. For some people, some w women, I try to suggest that they will uh, have five or 10 minutes of meditation, or even if they do not know how to meditate, to simply sit, no television, no phone, no nothing, sit and observe what is going on from the outside in. And that seems to help everyone calm down and be a little bit more at ease and more relaxed. And you have to give time for your brain to uh, accept that. So that's why five or 10 minutes should be enough. You don't have to do like the monks do that, you know, you're meditating for two hours straight, but you have to give your brain enough time to slow down. And when you do that, you'll see that the response of your animals is usually to come and meditate with you. They come, they'll sit down around you at your feet next to you. They love that energy that you're putting out. And that should be enough for right now. The other thing that you need to do if you are home, still confined at home for the pandemic, is that you need to try to do your life as routinely as possible for your animal. So if your animal is used to you're not being at home and they usually have a two or three hour nap, you have to allow that to happen. The animal will walk into another room where it's more quiet and try to be there for a while until he's feeling fine again. Don't go looking for him. Don't Tell him to come in where you are. Allow him some time to relax and come down. And with those two things, that should be enough for now. Yeah. I mean, this is to me, this conversation today, it's so important, Dr. Monica. And I know that you know it. I know it's in the work that you do because there is an aspect of the connection we make with our pets. There is, there, there is that. And when we are under unusual circumstances or we are in the situations we're in now and emotions are across the board, mm -hmm. right? They're every range of them in pretty much almost every family member. You know, we have to be mindful that our pets are part of our family. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that for the most part, the book that you've just done and just written and what the book is about and sharing those stories with people. So they get a sense of not only what the circumstances 
but the notion that they can get some help to make sure that they're correcting whatever's going on, that they're changing it. And if nothing else, they become more aware of it. I mean, exactly. isn't that really, you know, a nine times out of 10, just knowing, right? Uh, absolutely. You have to know the entity that you're living with. You're with this dog always, and yet you don't understand half of the things he's doing. Why? You can. All you have to do is know it from his point of view, and that will help you have a much better relationship. We have seen this over and over again. And, you know, this book is just a small example. Imagine if I have these in the last three years. Now, these are, I call them wow moments. Imagine what I have during the 40 some years that I've been doing this. So it, it is a good example of what you can have, uh, the, the relationship that you have, you can have yeah. with your animal. Wow. Dr. Monica, thank you so much for today. Um, I want to just make sure that you let folks know how they can get a copy of that book. Uh, it's also a great gift, um, how to get a copy of that book and also how they can work with you directly. Would you um, mind uh, sharing that one more time? Absolutely. My website is petcommunicator.com. You have a wealth of information there. If you click on uh, books and CDs, the first one you see is your pet called. You can click there. You can go to Amazon, Barnes and Novels, um, Nook. Uh, you can download it through iTunes, through Amazon.com as an ebook. There's um, all you have to do is you Google your pet call, and you have a lot of information there. If you need to call me, you visit my website petcommunicator.com. Every page has my phone number there. Just give me a call unless I'm with a client. I'm always available by phone. If not, I will call you within 24 hours. You can email me, drmonica at petcommunicator.com. I will answer your email within a couple of hours. So I'm always here. I'm always available. You are my life's mission. And my only hope is to help you. You've been listening to Pets Talk with pet communicator Dr. Monica and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month to solve your pet problems. For more information on Dr. Monica and communicating with your pets, visit PetCommunicator.com.